Alright, welcome back to the show. It's your boy Prince Chooks and today we're going to be talking about the conference finals, the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. We got the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat and we have the Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. It is literally a repeat of the 2020 bubble that most of y'all said doesn't count. Doesn't count. Look at some of y'all. How y'all look at how y'all looking. We're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about the matchups. Stay tuned. So like I said, most of y'all know I'm a Boston Celtics fan, man. And honestly, the semifinal game on Sunday was something to behold. If you really look at it right there, you just went to, it just goes to show you how diligent the Boston Celtics were. Most of the Philly fans and Philly in general thought that they were going to end up running away with that game or just running away with the series. And we were like, no, we had to humble you guys. We made it to the finals last year. We made it to the finals. Their slogan is literally unfinished business and honestly i gotta give props to tatum man having such a shooting slump in the first shooting slump in the first quarter for the last three games games four five and six and then literally heating up completely in the third quarter that pushed his total to 51 points i mean that's the most you know in game seven history most people don't understand that steph curry set the record earlier in the series versus the kings now you got jason tatum basically setting the record straight that I'm that guy. So it was really beautiful to see, you know, what he was able to do, obviously coming out of the shooting slump, and just in general what the Boston Celtics have been able to do in terms of being able to finish off Philly. And the thing is, man, I won't even lie to you, man, I do feel bad for Embiid because it's crazy because I really look at him and his career. This man has literally been to the Eastern Conference semis like all like four or five times in his career and has never made it past the second round. And that just goes to show you how some people and some franchises are meant to make it past that, you know, past that threshold. Some people can't get over the hump. So, again, big props to the Celtics for being able to kind of level out the Sixers, you know, getting back to the conference finals. And then we're going to talk about Jimmy Butler again in the Miami Heat and just how progressive they have been through the playoffs. Granted, most people might say that their matchups – I've been really tough. I mean, the first round was a matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks in which most people were, again, were shocked to see the Miami Heat win. But the second round, I think everybody knew that the Knicks, you know, weren't really going to match up or compete. I mean, granted, let me give props to Jalen Brunson. He has been in a great acquisition for the New York Knicks this offseason. But the thing is, like, they are going to have to be the—he is going to have to be the person that that franchise builds around. You got guys like R.J. Barrett and, you know, and uh, Julius Randle, but— I don't know. I just feel like that team needs a little bit more in order for them to be able to kind of, again, be contenders truthfully in the East, you know, for time to come. But like I said, props to them and being able to kind of, you know, get as far as they did. You know, we'll see how next year goes and seeing, you know, what New York is able to do and whatever what they're able to add to, you know, their team and their roster and, you know, see how far they can get. And now, again, coming back to the Miami Heat, again, I don't know, man. There's a, I, most of y'all probably seen the projections that Miami Heat had a 3% chance of being able to make it to the, you know, NBA Finals again. But then again, you guys have to remember, they had an opportunity. To, they were in the NBA Finals three years ago, you know, when they faced the Celtics in the Conference Finals. Granted, we don't have – our team wasn't as deep as it is right now. But the thing is, man, the Miami Heat, I got to give them their props, man. How they were able to kind of get through that first round against Milwaukee – it's still something to this day I'm, like, always replaying in my head, like, how did y'all get past, you know, defend, like, the two, like, the defending champs two years ago? You know what I'm saying? Granted, like, 
You know, granted, I mean, they're not the same 100% fully healthy team, you know, with Middleton being down and obviously coming back from injury and kind of getting himself acquainted, you know, with the offense again. But, you know, it's really interesting to see how Miami is going to match up with the Celtics again, having that conference finals, um, you know, rematch from the bubble, but also they played each other last year in a seven game series. So it's going to be really interesting to see if the Boston Celtics were going to be able to get over the hump or will Miami be able to take it. But a 3% chance to me is crazy. I think those odds should be adjusted to maybe, I'd say a 75-25, you know, you know, percentage in favor of the Celtics, obviously. But, you know, what time will tell. We'll see how that goes. And now let's talk about the Western Conference Finals. Again, this is a rematch from the 2020 bubble with the Denver Nuggets going against the Los Angeles Lakers. And honestly, again, I got to give props to the Lakers organization. I mean, I think they made a great trade during the deadline in order to be able to drop a lot of players and be able to pick up some, you know, key defensive players to help the team, you know, really succeed where they are and just being able to kind of, you know, get over that hump that they have been in the last few years, you know, being to the, you know, getting knocked out in the first round and missing the playoffs. So, Kudos to them for being able to, you know, push themselves into the conference finals and, you know, taking care of the Warriors, honestly. That right there was huge. So it's really interesting to see how, you know, the rest of the season is going to go um, and seeing how far and how deep this team really, you know, again, can go in this playoffs. So kudos to them. And then also kudos to the Denver Nuggets. 100%, like I said, Jokic is one of the most underrated players. Granted, he was a, he is a two-time MVP. He also at the same time, is leading a franchise that has never been to the NBA Finals. This is a team that has never seen the Finals in, at all. And for him to be doing what he's doing, along with Jamal Murray now fully healthy, is amazing to see. Um, and honestly, like I said, I think my match, my personal matchup for the Finals, truthfully, is a Boston versus L.A. You know, Finals. And I think most people would love to see you know another rendition of L.A. versus Boston. But then again, a lot of y'all, I've told y'all, you guys cannot sleep on this Denver Nuggets team. Again, they have a lot of homegrown talent. You got, again, a two-time MVP in Jokic. You've got Jamal Murray coming back from an injury, obviously playing some of the best basketball of his career. You know, obviously kind of showing his, showing what how he was in the bubble when he was just going crazy. And again, a lot of other pieces around them that have kind of made this team a lot more, I have added a lot more depth to this team and just how the offense is run through Mike Malone. So it's very interesting to see how, excuse me, how they're going to be able to really, you know, get away um, with, you know, going to the finals, you know, potentially making history right there with the, you know, going to the finals and seeing how they can do again, how they match up with the Lakers. So again, most people will say how, who's going to guard Jokic. But then again, if you really think I'm on the other side, who's going to really guard AD? Think about that. So again, I'm really interested to see how that's going to go. And we have something that, and that's a game that's going to be, you know, this upcoming Tuesday evening. So, for most of y'all, y'all should definitely tap in. And then obviously we got um, we got the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat playing on Wednesday. So, like I said, the conference finals are here. We're really one step closer to the NBA finals. Um, who do you guys really think is going to make it to the NBA finals? And who at the end of it all do you think is going to be crowned this year's NBA champions? That right there is such a great question. You guys already know who I'm rocking with. I don't I'm not too I'm not shy to, you know, express who I, you know, I root for, but a Boston Celtics fan forever and I'm just hoping that, you know, again, Tatum Brown, Smart, you know, these guys are really able to get over that hump and bring home a championship, you know, for this franchise that hasn't seen a championship in 15 years. Think about that. I was I won't even lie to you, I can't even disclose my age, but like I was really young when that first championship came, when that championship had come. So, 
Honestly, it'd be really nice to see Boston be able to kind of build a legacy off of those three, you know, and and really see how far they can go. Because I'm like I said, I'm really interested, interested. I'm intrigued. You know, it's a great franchise, you know, 17 NBA champions. Shout out to the Lakers for being able to tie it. But I think, honestly, to see the two, you know, most historical franchises in NBA history go head to head for the 18 championship. I mean, I just think that that right there is must-watch television, like must-watch television. And I'm 100% rooting for the Celtics. And if they make it to the finals, I think I might even go check them out, honestly, and see how that goes. So this should be really interesting to see. So, yeah, honestly, that right there is our two um, two conference finals and two conference finals games, and I'm teams going head-to-head, and I'm really interested to see how this could potentially go. So I'm going to switch the topic a little bit because this show is basically about the world around the NBA. So it's not just about what is currently going on, you know, NBA play, but it's also about the culture in the NBA. Now, I really just want to ask y'all, I know some of y'all saw that video with John Morant. Now, let's talk about him a little bit. We're going to segue a little bit out of that, what we were talking about and talk about him. Now, I think John Morant is one of the greatest, you know, guards to play this game in terms of what he's been able to contribute so far in his career. He's been he's a fourth-year player. But honestly, a lot of people have their own opinions in terms of who he hangs around and just what he does. But I won't lie, for him to be brandishing a weapon of, of that sort is crazy. I think, honestly, this dude, this guy's young. He's got a lot to, you know, a lot to lose, but it's just like I don't understand, excuse me, why you'd want to put your career in jeopardy the way you're trying to do that. Like, like I mean, for you to be a $200 million player, you know, you to be one of the, you know, to be young, to be paid so well, to be so talented, and to try to put up this front like you this guy, you, you know, you, you hard and all that. I know a lot of people talking about it, but in my mind I'm just – curious as to why some people just want to throw why but some players just don't understand that this right here is your career why put that on the line man i'm telling you if i was making 200 million dollars man come on now like bro i'm keeping myself together man come on most people would would recognize the situation that they're in this is a a blessing right here man like why why do that you know so like I said, I'm really curious to see what, I mean, obviously the league has suspended him from all activity. Um, and like I said, that initial situation with him brandishing the gun at first, they had suspended him for about eight games. And, you know, he eventually ended up going to some type of, you know, retreat in which he came back. And to see this surface throughout the weekend was just shocking to me. And it just goes to show that guidance is very important when you're in a position of of such. Like these are people who really, you know, have a lot to lose because this is an opportunity that really comes once in a lifetime and most people don't get picked. I know there's a lot of players, man, and, you know, who, you know, people, a lot of people who play basketball that would love to be in a position like him, man. And honestly, even me, man, I used to play, I used to hoop myself. You know, obviously I play for fun, but to really, you know, look at him and be like, man, just imagine a lot of people who would, who would have prayed, who have prayed and who wish to be in your position and you just being so ignorant and careless with, you know, what you're doing, and you just don't care. It's just why, you know, why why do that? Why why do you feel the need to really kind of, you know, portray yourself as that guy that, you know, and ain't nobody should be messing with me or all that, but it's like, come on, bro. Like, at that end, at the end of the day, man, like, that's a family that you, that not only are you putting yourself at risk, but you're also putting your family at risk, man. You're putting other people in risk. You're putting your, 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 your future on, on at risk, for what to to show off that I'm this guy you know like it don't bro it don't make no sense man to me 
I mean, obviously, I know y'all have your opinions and stuff like that. And, you know, it's great and all, but it's also like, come on, man. We, you a professional at the end of the day, man. Some people just lack, people lack that professionalism that comes with holding, upholding a certain type of job, man. And, again, I just want to let my brothers and sisters know out here, man, that, you know, as, you know, as black, young black men and women, man, we have to be able to support each other no matter what, no matter what situation we're in. We always got to be able to, you know, hold each other accountable for stuff, man. Hold yourself accountable. Keep, you know, keep good people around you. Hold a really tight-knit circle of people that love, respect you, trust you, and just want to see you shine, man. Because for real, and you you a situation like that where you need this guidance more. You need guidance more than anything, man. You're just going to have you making really poor decisions. So, you know, just, you know, for him, Ja, like I said, I really pray for him. I just hope that. He's able to really he's able to realize where he is, what he's done, and how he can overall just make it better, man. He's got a he's got a daughter too, man. Like I said, that's just a poor impression of who you are. And I know like him as a person and him as I know him as apart from him as a player, he's probably a really dope person. So like I said, man, y'all just keep like people have to be able to stick together in situations like that. So like I said, I'm praying for him. I hope he's doing well. You know, obviously the suspension is gonna be given to him, but it's really about how do you come back from a situation like that and really just try to, you know, try to hold yourself together, you know. So situation like that happens, you know, we've got to be able to bounce back and, you know, move on and all that of the good sort. So, um, you know, again, I, I'm just praying for him, man. Keep him and his keep him and his family in your prayers. And, you know, you just pray and hope that he's able to kind of get himself together and kind of get himself back on track and focus on basketball. What's good, everybody? For more episodes like this, please follow Word Around the NBA, available wherever you get your podcasts.